I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois Community Voices and for the Front Row Network. I am your host, Craig, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Brett Rutherford. Hello. And Miss Vanessa Ferguson. Hello. I feel like I should put out there right away to our video viewing audience. I apologize for my technical difficulties here. Luckily, um, Brett is a genius whiz at all things video editing and was able to correct the video. So you can see my co-host's lovely faces, even if you can't see mine. Uh, just know that I did not shower today uh, because I knew that I wouldn't need to worry about being on video. So, But for your audio folks, you can still hear my dulcet tones uh, throughout this entire episode so thank you for sticking around with us and we're talking disney at christmas time it's so exciting and particularly we know that there are a lot of people out there that you're shopping for and so what we wanted to do was spend some time and talk about the types of gifts you might want to get for someone that really enjoys Disney in your life. And actually, we have special reviews of two different gifts that you could get. But before we get there, leave you hanging with that. We're going to talk a bit about some of the other Disney gift ideas we might have before we do a deep dive into a particular book we think you should pick up this holiday season and also a board game that would be lovely for any Disney fan in your life this holiday season. But before we get there, just want to bring in Brett and Vanessa and talk about the idea of getting gifts for someone that loves Disney. And I know, Brett, that you have a list a mile long because you are such a Disney fan yourself. And so this is really you just telling us what you want us to get you, right? Um, well, sort of. Um, actually, these are things that I have uh, purchased. So I, you know, so I know that they're good. So you're off the hook. Um, (laughs) but yeah, but actually, you know, and I'm kind of saluting, I'm giving a little shout out to some of our guests that we've had this year, which is amazing. So, um, the first thing on my list, um, and it's a multiple, you know, how I am, but anyway, it's books by Jeff Curti. So we had him on the podcast a while back and, um, and it was right after the Disney monorail, Imagineering a Highway in the Sky was released. That is a great book, but he has so many others. The other one that we talked about was The Art of Disney Costuming, Heroes, Villains, and Spaces Between, which, you know, I got to see the exhibit at D23 Expo 2019. And, uh, but he's written how many books? What, over 40? Isn't it something like that? You know, over 40 books. Over 40 books. So there's so many more options. And most of those, well, those are Disney titles. So that's my first one. um, You know, we also have the Disney Christmas card book. And that's such Mm -hmm. a cool book because what it does is they, uh, it opens, first of all, like a present, uh, which I think is a very cute way to do it. It has spines on both sides. And when you get into it, there is a, a lot of the different history of what types of Christmas cards the company sent out to people at that time. And then also there's an example of one. You actually get all these little greeting cards that come along with the book. It's very cool. That is fun. Wow. And that's very apropos to this season. Mm -hmm. And you also have the Mary Poppins returns book, don't you? Yes, and that's a lovely book as well. And it talks all about not just Mary Poppins Returns, but also the history of Mary Poppins and bringing that character to life. 
lovely, lovely book. I, I can't recommend uh, his books enough because it's obvious. You can go back and listen to that interview, but it's very obvious that there are hardly people on this planet that love Disney more than Jeff Curdy. Uh, you know, it, he just exudes love for the company and he is a great and excellent writer. I can't recommend him enough along with you, Brett. It's great. Yep. So that's my first a couple one. Of, couple of bells here suggesting all these books. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bells, I guess because it's in the same vein of a guest and a book, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but I would mention uh, to pick up My Magic Journey by Kevin Rafferty, because to me, that is such a great walkthrough of Kevin's individual history of the Disney company, but it really truly is a good representation because of his long-standing career with the company, you get to kind of see the progression of not only him in his career, but also of Imagineering in general and the types of attractions that they brought out and the stories that he tells. If you liked our interview with Kevin, and we're not just here to promote our own interviews, I promise, but truly we've just had such a, we've been so blessed to be able to talk to these people throughout the year, but uh, his book reads like that conversation. It truly does. Uh, And it's great. I cannot recommend that enough. So pick up that. Uh, That'll be my first recommendation. If you're looking for a book for someone as a Disney fan, Vanessa, what are your thoughts on a gift? Well, I uh, also wanted to reference someone uh, from our past (laughs) and that is Floyd Norman uh, a couple different gifts from him, actually. Um, one would be uh, the the documentary about his life and animated life. That is a really good documentary. It's not produced by Disney, but um, it's high quality. I, I remember the first time I showed my mom, um, she wasn't really familiar with who he was. And when I showed her the documentary, she kind of snapped her head and was like, oh, this is really good. I'm like, yeah, I know. And I got to talk to him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that's an incredible documentary. Um, I don't know if it's for the whole family, but maybe some of the older kids would enjoy it. Um, And then another thing from Floyd is that if you follow him on Facebook, he is almost daily posting um, his animations and and characters. And he does take requests on um, animated figures that he draws. So um, that would make... an amazing gift for a true Disney fan in your family. Absolutely. And actually I have one of those. So I went out and bought one. Uh, I, I, have Merlin from The Sword in the Stone because it is my favorite film that he worked on uh, and it, it's so wonderful. So those commissions are very cool and would highly recommend that you go that direction for the true fan in your life to have uh, an animation from someone that is a Disney legend. You can't really beat that, right? So Brett, your thoughts on other gifts that people might want to look to purchase? Well, um, let's see. That was one of mine, Vanessa. So I had to quickly think of another one. And actually, I did find one. Um, there's Bob Gurr, another, yeah, <laughs> another guest. Uh, he we, he signs memorabilia. And you can look on, on Facebook for Bob Gurr. And then he has uh, links to some of the things that you can, you can purchase there. And um, let's see, recently, I think he had like... Um, uh, there are various price levels, and some of them are like models of uh, of like the Matterhorn and some other things. And oh, he will sign posters uh, from the classic attractions. Very cool. And um, and then he also had a 
like a license plate that had like all of the a number of the vehicles that he designed and he and those were I thought that, that was autographed. super cool. Yeah. That was autographed. So anyway, so that was so a little shout out to Bob Gurr and his memorabilia and yeah, so that's another option for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, kind of going away from this theme of books and uh, souvenirs from guests that we've had on, um, I do think that there's something to uh, just learning more about the company and uh, to being able to experience some of those things. And so I guess technically it is a book, but I would recommend maybe some of the Disney cooking books, because in my mind, experiencing food uh, and experiencing those parks foods uh, is such a good way to be able to have a little fun, especially because um, we are all staying at home for a little bit longer, at least into 2021. Who knows how long into 2021? But uh, I think it's great. Anytime that you're able to make something that reminds you of the parks, I think that that's just something cool. And also, um, I always think about those gifts that are really useful like that you kind of remember who gave those to you and you think about that too. And I always think that that's kind of fun. So I'd recommend maybe any of those Disney cooking books too, uh, to check out. Vanessa, did you have another one that you wanted to mention? Well, um, this may seem silly to uh, uh, non-Disney people, uh, which everyone listening knows probably a Disney person understands this, but if you tell your family and friends, this is what you want, um, they might go, really? Is that real? But I have about maybe 20 to 30 coffee cups. And I kid you not, I only use the two Disney coffee cups. I don't use anything else. I don't even know why I have them. They're for the 30 people that I might meet someday and invite to my home. But I'm not using those coffee cups unless it has a Mickey Mouse or a Disney character or something on it. And anytime somebody hands me a a Disney cup, specifically, I think the last time that happened was at Craig's house uh, he and Anna invited us over and gave us a coffee. Was it uh, maybe hot chocolate or something yep. and a coffee, a Disney coffee cup. And it makes the difference. It just makes you really feel uh, happy and at home. And it's a gift that I never tire of receiving it. And it, it doesn't really matter which mug I have a hard time picking a mug out for myself because it's like, weighing my children like oh I love you but I love you do I love you more I don't know and it it gets overwhelming but if somebody gives me a coffee mug well that's just icing on the cake so that's that's my recommendation and I have to tell you you have a schedule yeah yeah you should do a schedule with your mugs so they all feel good you know You she could probably do like a month long schedule too. Bad. It doesn't even need to be a weekly schedule, right? So yeah, well, you I only have, have enough. the two mugs. So I, I literally just alternate I coffee. I just alternate. And I literally one has Walt on it and one has Magic Kingdom. And I hold them like children, like, who will I love more today? And <laughs> like, sometimes it's this the Disney Starbucks you are here, Magic Kingdom one. I really love that mug. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's so great. I uh, completely agree. I love, I love having uh, all those mugs and it just kind of makes you feel nice and warm when you're drinking your coffee or your hot cocoa or whatever the case may be. So certainly. And I think that having browsed shop Disney quite a bit uh, this holiday season, oh my goodness, uh, someone needs to cut me off from shopdisney.com. But uh, you know, having done that, I 
can tell you that they really have stepped up their mug game as well. Um, and I have probably one last one to mention, and this is because this is something I am more recently getting into. And then I'll let Brett, uh, kind of closes out if he has any final ones as well. But I um, really enjoy the Funko Pops because that's kind of like my sort of, it's in my mold, right? Like you get a little bit of like kind of comic-y, you get a little bit of nostalgia for these different characters. There's a Funko Pop out there for literally every character you could ever imagine at this point. So you can go check those out. In fact, there's a very, very cool Funko Pop. Uh, and it by the time this releases, likely it will be sold out on Shop Disney. But uh, rumors have it that there is a Funko Pop being released at 2 a.m. Central Time uh, in next Monday. And I'm going to plan on trying to get up and grab it from Shop Disney. And that is a Funko Pop of Walt holding Mickey. And he's with the Sleeping Beauty Castle from Disneyland. And I think that that would be a really cool gift to get. Um, But they're doing some really neat Funkos. So definitely check out those. And some of them are inexpensive. They go anywhere from seven to eight dollars on up to the one of Walt and Sleeping Beauty. I believe that's going to be listed at $40. So, um, you know, so there's different price ranges in there too, as well. Brett, do you have any final gifts that you could (laughs) recommend to people? Well, back to the Funko Pop for just a moment. Um, If you suddenly feel that, you know, that that is something that you want to collect, you want to get them um, in the market when they become available because secondary market, uh, because I checked for Craig uh, at D23 for the Peter Pan, not even available, but, but they do gain in value. So, Hey, so Mm. for you collectors out there, yeah, and who anyway, knows? I guess we'll so. find out later if they are Beanie Baby gaining in value and then the bubble will burst or if they really will anyway. hold some of that value. But even if they don't, they're just so cool. And like I have oh, them yeah. displayed on my uh, desk at, at, uh, in the office at work. And, you know, I've got like my all my Disney Funkos. I have my uh, Merida that's signed by Brenda Chapman, which is really cool. Oh, wow. And then I have... Um, uh, like I have my Kevin Smith Funko because I love all things Disney and Kevin Smith. Those are my two uh, passions in life, apparently. So, yeah. So it, it's Oh, just I think really there's a third thing. one in your office too. It's not a Funko Pop, but what is it? It's a lovely office? comic book that uh, someone slaved away in a Marvel panel at D23 for me. And I really am so grateful to it every single day, every day, for sure. You're welcome. Anyway, so my last uh, suggestion is uh, recently on on Facebook, Disney Plus um, is offering a a Disney Plus gift card. So you could buy someone a year of Disney Plus. Wouldn't that be exciting? And if that is not exactly in your price range, then just tap out a regular old Disney gift card. I think they're available at all amounts. And so that's another way to Give the gift that keeps on giving, as I like to say. Shopping is Absolutely. Fun. And, you know, like, seriously, you're giving the gift of endless content, right? I mean, if someone doesn't have Disney For Plus one year. at this point, um, <laughs> so, yeah. still, that's such, a good, that's such a good idea and a good gift to give. And especially if, um, pro tip, if you have anyone that is... Uh, becoming a parent or maybe the parent of a toddler um, and they don't have Disney plus yet, you will save their life. If you give them Disney plus, I can tell you that uh, for sure. 
Any others that uh, either of you want to mention before we move on to this, kind of our deeper this dives? Is slightly sacrilegious, but um, one other place that you can go to get really good personalized Disney themed items, I'm not going to say Disney items, but Disney themed items is Etsy. They have great artists who make great t-shirts, water bottles, home goods, candles, all kinds of great quality stuff um, that is not made by the Disney company, but it, they're just really unique and beautiful. Pinterest people, come with me for a moment. I know that you're seeing all those really cute Disney t-shirts on those pins, and they are not from the Disney company. They are from people who sell on Etsy. So that's where you find those super cute Disney shirts. And I'm sure any Disney fan would love those items. Um, you know, different quality of, of art because there's it's open to, I think, most artists to put on there. But there's a lot of really, really good items that I would recommend checking out if you don't want to go the shop Disney route. And, you know, that brings up such a wonderful point, Vanessa, because I meant to mention this and I completely forgot about it. But a couple of weeks ago, uh, last month, we had on folks from the Super Secret Hive and I had found them through a Facebook group called Ear for Each Other. And that is a group of laid off or furloughed Disney cast members. And many of them have Etsy stores where they're doing uh, prints or they're doing uh things like stationery and I mean, just everything that you can find on Etsy clothing. Um, and that's be a really cool way. So you can join that Facebook group. You just search for ear for each other. And then uh, they are allowing the cast members or former cast members to be able to put their shops for Etsy uh, and things like that on there. They're also doing um, personalized like lessons. So you have people that have been working in Walt Disney Entertainment and maybe working uh, in the Finding Nemo show and they're doing voice lessons over Zoom and they're doing dance lessons and just stuff like that that is really, really cool. There was one um, that is doing, and I don't remember the name or else I would give it, but there was one that was doing like pirate lessons uh, because they had been part of the pirate league and so they have some experience there so they're doing kind of like pirate lessons for boys and so there's really unique gifts like that out there too that also help people that are uh, potentially struggling in this time so I think that that would be a wonderful way to give back and such a great way and and the Etsy remember made me think about that so thank you for reminding me of that uh, Vanessa you are so welcome you just you just served up that softball and I, I just needed to to hit it out. But out of the we, park. we are so grateful to have received a couple of items that we want to talk about a bit more in detail. And the first of those items is a new book that fans of the Disney community uh, are going to really enjoy because when you talk about the Mount Rushmore of Disney attractions, one of the images that would be on that mountain for just about everyone is the Haunted Mansion. And so there's a new book called The Boundless Realm by Fox Nolte, and she has gone through and talked about her experience with the Haunted Mansion. It's very, very cool. Uh, it is such a neat, deep dive, and I want to spend a little bit of time talking about this. So first, I want to get your first impressions. I'll go with Vanessa first. What's your impression of the book? My impression is that it is a very detailed look into the Haunted Mansion. I don't think she leaves any um, 
tombstone unturned, if you will. And <laughs> you guys oh, can gosh. laugh out loud, okay? That was good. That was good. Oh, sorry. That oh, that's good. right. That for the audio people. <laughs> um, don't you silently meme your laughter? <laughs> I demand noise. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it really it, it walks mortal. through um, what I the parts that I really liked are where it walks through the right attraction itself hearing um the way it's described really made me feel like i was there i was like oh yeah like there's this one part where she talks about something coming from behind the doors and the suspense of you don't know if they're going to burst through or not and i'm like oh yeah 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 like i remember when my doom buggy was stuck there and i was kind of getting a little freaked out because i was by myself and the doors were back i was like okay what do you think up through there so um it's just really cool it kind of takes me back to the ride with and and you learn about the ride itself along the way such a smart way to organize the book because what she's done is she's taken you um, from when you're basically entering the park to where you get to the haunted mansion and then going through the ride and then exiting the ride. And that's how she's sort of progressing in the book. And you come to find out in the very first part in the foreword of the book that there probably, there might not be a bigger haunted mansion fan than her because she is someone who would ride it over and over and and over literally over and over and over again has a child. I think she says in the foreword something like she wrote it 24 times in one day or, or so, it was some outrageous number. Um, and then she decided she wanted to try to work for the Disney company and she did become a cast member working at the Haunted Mansion. So I don't know that there is anyone that has experienced just in terms of amount of time on an attraction more than her. And so it's very cool to, to see that. Brett, your thoughts or first impressions on the book well first impressions it i I don't know if there's ever been anything as in depth and in in a great way i mean you talk about the deep dive it and it's also it's interesting because it's i mean some of it reads in a very great way you know like someone's master's thesis because there's you know there's references to not just disney and not just the haunted mansion but you know the sort of cultural references and literary references and it was it was just very impressive that way so yeah and and i learned a new word mansionologist so for those that are big fans of the haunted mansion you know that want to i'm a mansionologist if you know a mansionologist this is the book for them mm-hmm and I think you can get bits and pieces out of this book, um, even if you're not necessarily as uh, addicted to this ride or um, if so it's too. not necessarily your favorite. I still really enjoyed uh, even getting some of the history of like the horror genre, because that's kind of how she sets it up is, is how was this developed? And, and she doesn't go into as much a deep dive of, you know, we know the stories of uh, there was competing visions for this uh, and Walt wanted something a little bit maybe different than uh, what his Imagineers were bringing him at first. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily go into that as much as it goes into setting up where this idea of horror was and uh, kind of taking you into the mansion from that perspective. But it's also very up to date. I remember reading some parts that they were ta- she was talking about um, 
additions to the mansion in 2019 that I didn't even know existed, right? So it is extremely well-versed and well, really up to date. Vanessa, one of the things I thought you would love being that you are our uh, investigative reporter is there is like, there's a, about 70 pages worth of indices at the back of this book. I know. <laughs> it's like a whole nother book attached to the end. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just like all the, it goes into little bits and pieces and explains in even more detail what these different things are. Um, just a, really a joy, a treat to read because you can tell it comes from a fan first perspective. And we mentioned Jeff Curdy earlier, Brett mentioned all of his books. He actually wrote the foreword to this book and he basically said much of the same is that you can really tell the love and the uh, amount of research that went into this book. And that all comes from a place of being a true fan of the attraction and wanting to make sure that there is uh, a way for this attraction to continue to live on even beyond where we are uh, now and to really have it documented in time uh, when maybe even when we are one of the 999 happy <laughs> Well, here was, here was my thought, right? So um, she kind of alludes to the, how the Eddie Murphy movie is was slightly problematic and that it wasn't totally well received. But um, what if they did another version of the Haunted Mansion where she is investigating and then she loves it so much that she becomes the last haunt? And because there's always <laughs> one more and maybe she's the one and that's what they should, you know, revolve the story around. Oh, I, and you know, didn't they just announce? There you are with your ideas. Oh my god! Right, your million dollar ideas here. We need to start pitching. Uh, we need to throw <laughs> this idea in the back of your pickup truck and take it to Disney <laughs> and see. Let's go. Yeah, but you know, I I think um, what's really interesting about that is that they they have started to announce ideas for a haunted mansion. Am I making that up? I think that I had heard that they uh, were talking about remaking the movie, and they of course have had. Uh, a lot about uh, Guillermo del Toro's script out there for a long time. This is a different thing. And I believe it was a movie. I don't believe it was a Disney Plus series. But talk about a, a an attraction that is just ripe for a Disney Plus series for some kind of, you know, um, get, uh, get our friend DJ McHale to write it or something and make it more in that kind of middle school to uh, kind of adolescent age. And I think people would just eat up a haunted mansion. There's a great comic book out there of the haunted mansion that I can't recommend enough uh, that goes along really well with this. One thing I don't know if you all knew about this, but in reading a bit about this book, not so much the actual book, but many of the illustrations, and I know uh, they can't see it in the audio version or the video version, but you two can. She drew these. So she also oh, drew wow her a lot of her own illustrations in the book which i think yeah. is just again speaks to uh her level of commitment to this project and i believe it's her first book and it is stellar i would not i can't recommend it enough you're you're really helping a fan <laughs> and if you decide to pass this along and purchase this or even maybe a gift for yourself you can certainly find it uh on amazon barnes and noble any of the bookstores and of course you could probably find it on some of the other sites that support independent book owners as well if you look for boundless realms i wanted to see if there was any other thoughts on this book uh, i'll go to brett first well, I enjoyed being a former cast member. I enjoyed her cast 
her cast member times and her reminiscences and uh, and the little things that now I'm going to be looking for. I'm going to be looking for extra shoes and all sorts of things that we didn't know about. So those were little fun things to find out about. I enjoyed that. So. <laughs> Vanessa, any other thoughts that you have? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same as Brett as I just I'm now when I go back, I'm gonna be looking for those uh little Easter eggs, little clues, that ring. Where is that ring? I have I I can't find it. I don't know where it is. It's somewhere. I've looked, but I haven't looked well enough. But now with this book, hopefully I'll be able to find it. Um and of course that's the the bride's ring from the attraction that apparently falls to the ground in the queue area um it is in the kind of like in the cement in the walkway um so if you're ever in the queue keep your eyes peeled there's a lot of stuff i really i think i just get distracted because there's a lot of stuff to get distracted by um especially the puns on the tombstones you know <laughs> that's right up your alley distract me with a pun you can always distract me with a pun but somewhere in the ground there's a ring and and one of these days i'm, I'm gonna find it next time i i go to the haunted mansion Brett, did you have something else? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. I did, but no, I didn't. Okay. We're moving, moving right along. Sure. So again, uh, you can find this book wherever books are sold, and it's called Boundless Realm by Fox Nolte and I would, I think we all would, really recommend that you check it out. And thank you to Fox for uh, allowing us to all have a copy and to be able to check this out uh, and really do a deep dive on it. It's just such a, a wonderful book and something that you can definitely come back to. And especially if you're missing the Haunted Mansion, just pick it up and read a random chapter and you can find some things you might not have ever noticed before in this wonderful, legendary Disney attraction. Speaking of wonderful, legendary Disney attractions, we also uh, have a game that was given to us by Ravensburger, and they uh, have brought out a wonderful game called the Jungle Cruise Adventure Game. And I want to basically yield the floor over to our resident jungle cruise lover expert um if there's if there's a mansionologist is there a jungle cruiseologist if there was it would be vanessa ferguson so i i want to uh, get your thoughts about this before we do a deep dive into the game i love this game seriously I can't wait to play it again. I just had such a good time. Now, Brett and I, uh, we are we should start our own little series on games called Zoom Games, um, where we take a game and we make it into a, a playable Zoom version so that we don't have to uh, be uh, in contact with each other and we can stay socially distanced. Uh, but I look forward to the day where we can play this without having to do that because there are some... Um, strategy techniques that you can uh use to try to win the game but it really works best if you are um playing in person but that's okay if you're not we still play zoom and we had a lot of fun and reading the cards um so there are cards in this game and on the cards they have the the puns and the jokes from the ride and it's a lot of fun pretending to be a Jungle Cruise skipper and read those cards. And um, gosh, I just, I really, I really, really like this game. 
I really want to play it again. It's making me a little sad right now because I know it's probably going to be a while, but I I definitely recommend this game a whole bunch. Well, I will say you all played without me again. And so I would, I think we should do a Zoom with the three of us and who knows, maybe, uh, you know, we can't make any promises here, but it'd be fun to like, to uh, live stream that nice. on onto your oh, Facebook. Oh, that that could be fun. for 2021. Yeah, yeah, that could be a lot of fun. But uh, I'm going to let you, I'm going to give you a moment to get some of the cards out because I want to give, I want you to give your best uh, Jungle Cruise skipper uh, impressions for us here in a second. But before you do that, Brett, I want to go to you for your first impressions of the game. Well, the design is amazing. Just you incredible. Know, I, 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 and, and there were all these, all these pieces, the prep, the first time, you know, you have to do a little bit of prep, but, it, but the quality of the game pieces is amazing. It's just amazing. And you get to see that because you're punching out these, you know, the, the cards and all this, but, but it, it was so well done. So well done. Um, what other first impressions? Well, okay. I'll just say it. Um, it well, let's see if, um, the best way to play this game is is with uh, the 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 jungle cruiseologist because I got to play with Vanessa whose line readings are amazing. Don't Unfortunately, I got. The, I'm sorry. No, no, no. They were. I just laughed. I'm like going. They were so good. I, unfortunately, I got the backside of water joke, which she should really, really get. I did do the gesture the backside of water i did the gesture um but it just wasn't the same but yeah but but it and the other thing is that it was really easy it was really easy to play on zoom you know because you were in your own little boat and actually vanessa had you know we were doing high tech zoom because we had she had her camera and my camera and she had the game camera so we could see where we were you know so that was fun so that was fun so that's really yeah, smart. Really and easy to use. Yeah, absolutely. Really easy and, play. I, I want to go into your production design first because I think we could spend a whole episode talking about the the amount of effort that goes into this uh, particular game to make it authentic to the Jungle Cruise. Because I I I, I want to put this out on Front Street. Uh, we all have our different loves of different Disney attractions. Jungle Cruise is not necessarily my top favorite Disney attraction, but this game immediately transports you (laughs) to being in the queue for the Jungle Cruise. I mean, you have, um, you have little bits and pieces, the way that they um, make the gameplay unique to the experience of going through the Jungle Cruise as though you're going with a skipper. It's just incredible. We talked about the production of the Hocus Pocus game. We had a chance to play back in October, but this uh, really knocks that even further up in terms of the production value and what you're getting out of this game. It's truly incredible. Vanessa, do you have a reading that you want to give to us now? Sure. I have, I have several. I could do the whole deck if you Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, uh, do you know how you can tell these are African elephants? Because we're in Africa. That's one. <laughs> And, See, oh, you have to. Oh, come on, come on. Let me do mine because hers are so good. I need to do bad readings so then she can. Okay, know, okay, okay. Brett, you do good one. readings. Thank you, thank you. 
And now we're on the Congo River. Let's see how far we can go. I like it. It's it, it was a good effort. It was a good effort. Thank you. I feel I like you needed a bit more of a pause, a bit more of a how far one, we one more, can one, thank you. go. One more. And okay. over on your left, you'll see these elephants. And feel free to take the elephants' pictures. They've all got their trunks on. <laughs> thank you. Classic. Just oh, my well gosh. Done. You need to be doing that. Oh, backside <laughs> oh, of water. So fun. Oh, so well good. She's right. so I good. Mean, I love so, this game the most. I will tell you, I was intimidated by the amount of pieces, the sheer amount of things you have to open up at the beginning, because I thought that it was going to be a really confusing game. However, I did watch through uh, one time a YouTube tutorial on how to play, and the instruction booklet is also very well and easily laid out. And I seemed to think it was, it was pretty easy to pick up. And so uh, we played through it and enjoyed it. I don't think that we missed any particular rules or anything. You know, in the Hocus Pocus game, I think we all were slightly confused um, going into it on some of the rules. I know that Brett and Vanessa were real confused on the rules. Uh, so the, but this, I think, did give us the ability to be able to move through the game quickly well, and uh, easily was able to be picked up. How did you two find it, especially playing it over Zoom? In all fairness, this go around, we actually did look up how to play it first with Hocus Pocus. <laughs> We kind of jumped in and was like, let's just figure this we out. Kind as we kind of go. jumped in. Yeah, I if I remember like correctly. To start a game and just. I, if I remember it correctly, Brett said, uh, shouldn't we look at the. This is me not being there, but living vicariously through Brett's emotions. Brett said, shouldn't we look at the instructions? And Vanessa said, no, nah, it's a card game. That is we'll- not what I said. I, he wanted. He wanted to watch someone on YouTube play it and have them explain it to us. And I said, no, we should do this authentically as if we were the first one. So we did read the instructions, but reading is hard sometimes. So this go around, we did watch a video where people told us how to play. And I watched a video of people playing so I could kind of figure it out by watching them. And it was a lot easier doing it that way. and also brett and i had a good time because we also were rating the attractiveness of some of our passengers in our boat (laughs) so oh darn and this baggie oh and so this is great too if you are playing with a friend who's very organized like brett is because he recommended i put all the little pieces in baggies and i did and darn it there's this one passenger that's just like super attractive and i tried to always keep him in my boat front and center yes um, yes she had she had her men in the center of the boat to make sure that they were there the women were on the sides it was fine if they (laughs) were like i'll have to lose a passenger what Speaking of uh, of likenesses of the passengers, am I the only one? There's like an older gentleman with grayish hair, and to me, it kind of looked like they were going for Walt a little bit. This one, the yes, yeah, yes, no, maybe not that one. Okay, hold on. Nose is a little. Yeah, there's another. There's another. He's in like a. He's in. He's not in a suit. He's in like a button-down shirt. Which boat were you on? Which (laughs) boat was I on? I was on the blue boat. Oh, that's my boat. 
Okay, hold on, hold on. Now I'm going to have to reorganize my pieces. While she's doing that, the one thing that I thought kind of came out of nowhere um, was the idea of these families. So uh, each each peg... Oh my goodness, Vanessa's throwing her game pieces. Sorry. Uh, each each uh, passenger has a family that's associated with them. So you get more points uh, if you, and we don't want to necessarily explain all the gameplay because it does take a bit to explain here. Um, but I, I thought that everything was kind of really good and set to the lore and the mythos and the world of Jungle Cruise. But I guess this was just a way to differentiate points, right? That they assign these different families to the um, different passengers and basically throughout the game, you're given more points if you transport the right family to the end of the game. And uh, you find that out along the way by picking up little carrier messages as you go throughout the board, uh, which are secret only to you as you see them. And so you can kind of build a strategy where while you're losing uh, passengers to the jungle, this all sounds ridiculous unless you're playing the game. While you're losing <laughs> passengers to the jungle, uh, you can take off the right passengers. But I thought the family thing was just kind of a little weird, a little contrived. I don't know. Your thoughts on that? I had no problem. I had no problem. I had okay. no problem. <laughs> it, happened to, it happened to coincide with the, the group, the very attractive men that that Vanessa had in the middle of her boat, the safest place, happened to be from the family that she was looking you know, to escort or to take through the jungle uh, safely. So you got your man there. Yeah, I, well, and Brett, I'm realizing that there are other passengers on other boats that we didn't see. So it's like a smorgasbord <laughs> right now. But let me tell you, okay, first of all, your Walt. These are the other ones that could be Walt. So is that Walt Disney? Wasn't no. that one? No. It was on the Congo Queen. <laughs> That's the blue boat. I guess I didn't realize that there were specific passengers to each boat. Yeah, there are. That's the one. That's the one. This well, then you were on the Nile Nelly. It's the it's the red boat, but that's okay. Do you think? think, Am I going? Am I crazy there? Hold that back up for Brett. Oh, oh, sorry. This is really sorry, audio audience. But do you kind of see it a little bit there, Brett? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. If this, if it will move this story along, yes. Okay, now, now here, let me show you my boyfriend, and then I'll show you my backup boyfriend. Okay, so here's my boyfriend. He's oh, smart. Okay. He's got glasses. He's bald, just like my other boyfriend, Phil Collins, and he's got a beard. Plus, and um, then this is my backup boyfriend, who looks a little bit like Antonio Banderas. So he does kind of look like so, Antonio Banderas. If any of you viewers out there look like these guys, <laughs> contact us at Beyond the Mouse Podcast. Oh my gosh! Gmail. This, oh my gosh! This is, what I was like going suddenly. Jungle Cruise became. What were you guys what, thinking? Became Tinder? No, what is it? I don't know. Which one. <laughs> I don't know. That was before You're my. Going, you have to swipe time. whatever. Anyway. Okay, whoa, this went an entirely different way in this wholesome I was, Jungle I was Cruise adventure game. Look like this, play the game. I don't know what you guys were thinking. I wasn't, oh, you, know. oh, oh, you thought, oh, <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't doing that. No, 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 no. Never. Okay. 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 Brett, I, I like um, your thoughts on how it was easy to play. Can you speak to your experience playing the game? Uh, let's see. Well, <laughs> 
it was, it's fun. I guess that, well, I'm not, um, I'm not a great skipper. <laughs> Apparently the, the throwing the, those guests off left and right. I think, well, I, I kept rolling higher numbers, which is good, but then you, the higher number you roll, the more chances you have for danger and getting rid of people. And, you know, I'm like going, uh, you know, when they're, when they're joking on the, the actual Jungle Cruise, you know, that that was my last crew when they're, you see a bunch of, you know, um, um, skulls on, you know, this little boat and all this thing, it could be, it could happen to you. So I'm like going, so be very careful. Maybe do not want me as a skipper, at least the first time around. Maybe if I do it again, I'll be a better skipper. I don't know, but yeah. Oh yeah, in our game, Vanessa won. But uh, I, I did get, a, I did go through the jungle first. You but did. that but I lost lots of passengers. I was basically transporting kind of an empty boat there. So but you know, so but I had fun. It was lots I, of fun. I did have a really fun experience today I wanted to mention. Um so technically the age range on this is supposed to be eight and above. My son just turned five years old over the weekend and uh we were playing this morning and he saw the box and was like, What's in there? So we got all the pieces out and we sort of played like a truncated game where essentially I kind of let him win. He didn't like that he was losing passengers. And so whenever we went to an outpost, instead of him actually have to defend that outpost or whatever, I allowed him just to get the lost, like rescue a lost passenger icons. So I let him reload his boat basically. Um, but he really enjoyed it. And then uh, we ended up, I was like, well, you know, this is uh, from a Disney World attraction or a Disneyland attraction. And so we watched the Jungle Cruise after that. And he really liked that too. So it was cool. It was a, it, so even though he's only five, he, I don't know that he would get the like intricacies of the actual game. And he doesn't quite have the attention span to like truly play the game, but he enjoyed it. And he thought that the pieces were really cool. He loved looking at the characters. He loved looking at the, uh, um, the bananas. He was a real big fan of the bananas. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's a, I think there's something in here for everyone. Vanessa, any additional thoughts that you have on the game? Oh, um, not really. I mean, I just, I really like it and I think others will like it. It's a, it's, um, you know, it's just something different to do, especially this holiday season. We are all used to our Scrabble and our taboos and and Jenga and chess and, oh, Monopoly, if you really don't like those people. So um, this is something different. It's fun. Um, it's got the board play with a little bit of acting. I usually like the acting games like, you know, Scattergory. I think Scattergories is one and and anything verbal but the, and this is part of that so this is really a fun game um again for a little bit older crowd um maybe not the young ones uh, but maybe the young ones would like to watch it being played um that's something i would have done as a little kid so yeah great great game i really really like it i would recommend it if you're looking for a different kind of board game a fun game to play this holiday season I do want to mention, uh, as we're starting to kind of wrap up our talk about this game, that the prices do vary based on which set you decide to go for. It does look like there is a kind of a Disney Parks exclusive version of this game um, that you can get on Shop Disney for $44.99. And that looks like it includes slightly different boats. They they almost look like they're more, they're, they're painted in a couple of different colors. And so they look 
more authentic to the Jungle Cruise uh, vehicles that you actually are on on the ride. Um, I don't know if there's any additional differences beyond that. I'm just kind of browsing here. But then if you go to Amazon, it is $34.99 for the uh, more traditional version of the game, which we have. There are a lot of people, I think that this game, when it came out, uh, it was extremely popular and it did sell out for a good amount of time and was on back order. So there are people trying to sell it on eBay. I saw that there's a lot of listings on eBay for $65. Do not do that. Uh, You can certainly have access to it elsewhere. You can find it at uh, many of the major retailers. Uh, You can go through Shop Disney if you want the kind of Disney Parks exclusive version of it uh, and kind of go from there. So really great stuff really, really, really fun game. Um, would definitely recommend this to any Disney fan uh, to send it to them. You might even be able to pick up two copies and Zoom with them, right? Yes. Yeah. Zoom, with us, or Zoom with Vanessa and she'll, she'll give you tips on how to give great, you know, great uh, Jungle Cruise um, line, lines, readings. Yeah. I am excited for, uh, you know, for like the three of us and Anna to play. I think that'll be a lot of fun uh, when we can and be able to like, I don't know, just be ridiculous jungle cruise skippers while we're doing it. That just sounds like a a really, really fun night. So thank you again to Ravensburger for providing uh, that game for us and also for providing the Hocus Pocus game. Those were two really fun ways to pass some time during this uh, stay at home time. And uh, we would really recommend, I mean, they're such a great global brand in terms of board games. I don't think you can go wrong with many of their games and certainly for Disney fans, uh, Jungle Cruise, is a hit so go out there and check that out and pick that up for the disney fan in your life so we have now started to come to an end of our shopping extraordinaire episode people are filling up their shopping carts they're shipping it to their uncle who can't go to disneyland right now uh did you think of anything else did anything else come to mind while we were talking about all of this and vanessa i might go to you first well, if you'd like to send us Disney gifts, we can talk about that. I'm assuming that's where you're leading, right? Is where, yeah. where people can just send us gifts? Absolutely. What do you want? What do I want? Well, I know Brett just wants gift cards because he's all about that to change. <laughs> I don't know. He's oh my gosh. several times to me that he wants a gift card. Um, uh, gosh, what do I want? I don't know. I just um, want, uh, honestly, I just want everyone to have a really good holiday, enjoy their Disney gifts, and and let us live vicariously through you. If you can send us a message or post a, a comment of what you got for the holidays with your with, that's Disney related, um, I live through that. I really do. I love seeing everybody's Disney stuff, their Disney clothes, ornaments. If you got a Disney tree, I want to see it. So that would be a great gift. Um, if you if you do want to send a little joy our way, Brett, anything else that you've thought of? Well, it's the season of giving, and um, as time has moved on, I have in fact learned that the giving is the good thing, and I enjoy that so much. So we give I don't know we give these weekly episodes to you, and um, anyway, so it, I'm glad we can do that. So that's. Um, 
And um, and if you no no I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna ask for a Disney card because I'm don't, I'm fine thank you very much you know in just, the spirit you know, just, of giving perhaps what uh, people can do is another organization I wanted to mention uh, because we did. Uh, just experience Giving Tuesday back in November, or actually it was in December this year, December 1st. Um, Give Kids the World is a great organization that provides, they work with Make-A-Wish Foundation to be able to bring children and families into Walt Disney World, in particular in Florida, um, to give them those wishes that they need. And of course, because they have been shut down since March, they are in the midst of a lot of fundraising uh, to make sure that they can keep their village open. Their village is essentially like a, it's really a, a kind of a their own resort of sorts that these families can stay at that's very close to the parks that they can get transportation to and from. Uh, so it's really cool if you follow any vloggers, they are doing a Night of a Million Lights, which they are kind of comparing-ish to the old Osborne Festival lights that happened at Disney's Hollywood Studios. They don't dance like they do, but there certainly are amazing lights and those are going all the way through January. So if you're in the Florida, if you're in the Orlando area, you can go check that out in person. If not, you can live vicariously through the vloggers. Um, you can check those out and you can just search for Give Kids the World Night of a Million Lights and you'll find so many videos. But you can also consider a donation in someone's name to Give Kids the World. I always think that that's kind of a fun way to give back a gift. And I've had people do that for me before. And that uh, kind of makes you feel nice about them also kind of extending that uh, gratitude to another organization in your name. I think that that's kind of a fun way to do that. Maybe gets at the point of what Brett was saying too. I'm trying there for you. (laughs) So next week, we are excited to celebrate Disney at home with you. And we're going to talk about all the ways that we're keeping Disney in our hearts this Christmas season while we're at home. So we're excited for that. And then we have a really fun uh, guest coming up on Christmas Day that we'll talk about. And so it's, it's just a lovely time of year to be a Disney fan, to go and check out all of those shows on Disney plus let's talk about the Mandalorian someday. Holy moly. We, they just dropped an episode that is, was mind blowing. It was like the best uh, episode of the Mandalorian yet. Uh, Disney plus really cranking out the content. There's a new short called inside Pixar. That's really great. So check that out too. Uh, There's a lot that you can do to continue to celebrate Disney while you're here at home. And thank you so much for listening to us. We, of course, are available. Like Vanessa said, we'd love for you to reach out to us. You can email us at beyondthemousepod at gmail.com. You can also follow along with us on any social media that you have, including Facebook at Beyond the Mouse Podcast, also Instagram at Beyond the Mouse Pod. And then, uh, of course, you can find us on nprillinois.org as well if you look under the Community Voices tab there. And then you also can follow us along with the Front Row Network on any of their social media. We are part of the Front Row Network. You can find them on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram as well. And continue just to share around this podcast with your friends so that way we can learn Uh, We can have even more people listening and learning more about Disney. And hey, maybe one of them will actually send you a Disney gift based off of this episode, which would be perfect, right? So I uh, 
just really had a great time talking all these different gifts with each of you today. Any final thoughts, Vanessa? I'm really excited for the holidays. I hope you guys have a happy holiday and enjoy all your Disney gifts. Brett? Yes, ditto. And also enjoy your shopping Disney so you can give Disney gifts to people too. Hey, that's that's fun too. I need to get you know? like a, a spam filter or like a parental like lock that will stop me from going to shopdisney.com. Um, it's really bad, guys. Uh, it's really bad. <laughs> Um, you sorry. and Vanessa. I don't know how am I staying clear. Day. I'm like going every day. Well. It's a new discount. Every day, every day. <laughs> it's, it, it's so weird. Every day they have the best discount they're going to have available. Isn't it just incredible? Like how they do we're, that. They're, we're so lucky. It truly is like magic, you know. And and also the free shipping at seventy five dollars. That gets to you, doesn't it? Because then you 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 buy a product like you buy the Jungle Cruise card uh, adventure game, uh, the board game, at forty four ninety nine. But then the shipping of it is seven ninety five, and you're like, well, if I add that up, that's fifty five dollars. If I just spend twenty dollars more, mm-hmm. I get it shipped for free. Or you have to wait for those uh, elusive uh, free shipping days. But you never know when those are going to come. But when they do, they're exciting. And you know, on those free shipping days, I have the, I have a real struggle because I start throwing things in the cart. I'm getting free shipping. I need this. I need that. I need this. And then it's more than seventy five dollars. Yeah, you're you're like that. Kurt, you're like the Kermit at the typewriter. That meme. Uh, I no, I I seriously uh, I what's funny about the shipping is that to use, you have to use a code to get the free shipping and it's ship magic. And I always think that that's so funny because of course they want you to be shipping magic to people. But at the same time, it's, it's magic that you made me spend $20 more than I expected to. So I could get the free shipping. So (laughs) that you magically took more money out of my pocket to do that. But, uh, but no, we love shop Disney. And of course that's a great place to go as well. So this has been a lot of fun just discussing gifts with you and really appreciate being able to see the the two of you and continue to celebrate this holiday season with you. So for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Brett. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Seriously, I have a problem. Or Shop Disney. <laughs> I'm like going, apparently Shop Disney. If the, uh, I, I need Craig, to... The first step is admitting that you have the problem. It's the emails. It's the emails too. Like they always, they, did you know that they send specifically me? They say, Craig, we have a deal for you. <laughs> and I think that they only send those to me. I don't think anybody else gets those. Are we going to need to take away your credit cards? You do know that I have the Disney Rewards Visa card, right? Uh Aha! Ooh, so it keeps giving!